Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager. Podcast episode number 348, and with Nikki Guns in this one, we take a look at all the week three games of the NFL season. Remember, you can contact me with any comments and questions on the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast at Talk Gambling on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to email me, you can email talkgambling at gmail.com to get a hold of me. Uh, answer your emails. We'll have an email pod uh, eventually down the road here. Uh, don't forget to visit MyBookieAG. Use the promo code DARTH at checkout. You get a 50% sign-up bonus. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. The website, GamblingChalkTalkPodcast.com. All the free picks are there. Go to the menu button. Hit the free picks page. You got the NFL picks. You got the college football picks. You got the Major League Baseball picks. are absolutely free. When you're there, click on that Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Squeeze Play. And buy yourself something nice, and a, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. Speaking of my book, Squeeze Play, there's three of them. Cold Blood, Red, Fourth and Dead, and Squeeze Play. Squeeze Play is the third one. The Ali Armini series. You can get it directly from my publisher, thewordverve.com. Or if you're Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download it to your favorite electronic reading device. Let's get to it. Podcast number 348 with the guns. Nikki Guns, podcast number 348. You got to guess this one. It's not a football player. We're getting close to baseball playoff season. You just won a big playoff fantasy baseball game. This guy was number 48. He was born July 18th, 1975. He's our age from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. He was an outfielder. Known for his glove. Let me see what else I can think of. As the web page loads, I'm not sure how many gold gloves he had, but I'm sure it's a lot. Career batting average of 277, 2,452 career hits. Started his career with the Minnesota Twins. Then went to the Angels, the Tigers, and finished his career with the Twins. Nine-time gold glove award winner. Minnesota Twin Hall of Famer. It's not Kirby Puckett. Nope. It is. He told a story on TV how he got in trouble at school because his dad wore his jacket and there was a crack pipe in his pocket from his father. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. I can't remember his name. Um, Speedster. Yep. Uh, Seventh most yep. gold gloves by an outfielder. What was his? I can picture him, but I can't. Uh, He's had two 2020 seasons. Yeah. Um, Can't call, recall the name. I, I know the player, but I can't call the name. Tory Hunter. Oh, yes. All right, yep. Tory Hunter. I hope that story. I think I'm pretty sure that story is true about Sounds the crack true. pipe or something in the in the pocket. All right, so here we go, guns. Week three, the NFL. A very very interesting week two. In between week two and week three, the Giants no longer have. Uh, Eli Manning at quarterback. You have won a wager, I believe, where uh, you said he would be the quarterback by week six to me, and you had a bet by at least week ten. You covered that easily. Easy. That was that was a gimme. Can you figure out what the Giants' damn plan is? Because they look like they're just winging it right now, or they're just full of subterfuge and telling people one line and doing another thing. I I I, I tend to think they know what the fuck they're doing. So coming from the outside, and I look at the Giants as a stable organization. They're one of the the Steeler, Patriot. I don't Giants. see them as stable. I, I look at them as stable. I, I don't at all. What I think happened was I think when they took Daniel Jones, they thought he was a good player. I think when they saw him keep playing, they said, wow, he's better than we thought. I think their thought process was to put Eli out there let Daniel Jones see how to game plan, how to watch film, how to go through and you know be a professional, follow Eli. And I think if they would have won one of these two games, Eli would still be in there because it's it's definitely not all Eli's fault. Oh, God, that defense is awful. <laughs> but I will say, and it was brought up by a guy I work with, that, and and now that I've thought about this, it's it's definitely seems true. It almost seems like the team feels hopeless with Eli back there 
and they're not playing with energy or a spark. That that, that might be a point because there were a lot of like chatter when he stepped on the field all the right. time. I think in practice and I think that O line is going to play better with Daniel Jones back there. He's mobile. He can make some plays on his own. I I think you're going to see a little more inspired effort by by the New York Giants. Uh, well, this guy it can it can only get better since his first two games. Those first two games. Let's start off Thursday night, a divisional battle. The Tennessee Titans are away favorites, minus two points at the Jaguars with the shoe. Gary Minshew the second, Gardner Minshew the second at quarterback for the Jags. We like this one, Nikki Guns. I'm going to go against uh, my usual protocol here. I love those home teams on Thursday night. And Me not, too. not only am I going against it, I'm coming out with a lock. Oh, my gosh. And I like the Tennessee Titans. They've been one of my teams this year. I think I've locked them up all three weeks. Um, I like the Titans here with a low spread. I think this is going to be a defensive battle. Uh, the over under is 38 and a half, it's less than a field goal. Um, Gardner Minshew against that defense, I think, is going to be in big trouble. I think the Titans, uh, you know, this is going to be a back-and-forth, smash-mouth, in-your-face type game. I think Mariota is able to make a play or two more than Gardner Minshew, and I think the Titans' defense will give him all kinds of trouble. We had that little issue going on with Ramsey. I guess they had a sit-down today, and he's going to play, but I think that's just – for now. Yeah, they're trying to polish it for the game. But um, I like the Titans here to cover that spread, and I like them as a lock. As a lock. Wow. Uh, the the Titans seem a little bit more dinged up on injuries, and they do need to travel. This made it not a lock for me. Mariota's had a quad issue, but that might actually be a good thing for the Titans. Maybe Tannehill will come in and play better than uh, Mariota did last week. Uh, the Jags have played well against two good teams and the titans uh look just like last year they get a nice win at cleveland and then they give one away at home to the colts uh the titans seem to be better coached uh rabel has some film on gardner Minshew now uh so i i think this is a close one i think the titans by a field goal i i like the under in this one i think the under is a really solid play in this game but give me the titans i'm also gonna take the under in this one not that it counts towards our records but for those of you gambling purposes, I might actually bet on the under in this one. Uh, let's go to Sunday. Bengals at the Bills. I want to double-check the line here because last I looked, it was six. It is still six. Guns, I'll lead off for this one. I'll let you follow up. This is not going to be one of my locks. I I really don't have a feel for this Buffalo team. They, they beat a Giants team, which is just struggling on defense. They beat a Jets team that their offense looked bad. Darnold was playing with uh, Mono. Uh, I don't think the questions have been answered by the Bengals. I don't think the questions have been answered by the by uh, the Bills, I mean. I don't think we know any answers about the Bengals either. Uh, Devin Singletary has a sore hammy for the Bills. Uh, Frank Gore might get a little bit more burned than usual. I picked him up in fantasy. Uh, the Bengals played well on the road, but they got smacked at home. Since he is ten and five, as an away dog since 2017, but Buffalo is also five two and one as a home favorite. So those trends mean jack shit for us. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bengals. I I think this is just gonna be a close game, and I, I'm not I'm not sure about Buffalo because beating the Giants and Jets doesn't mean shit right now. <laughs> I on the other hand, I'm a believer in the Buffalo Bills. Um, Circle on the wagons. Circle in the wagons. I think their defense is ferocious. I think uh, McDermott up there is one of the most underrated coaches in the NFL. Uh, his team is always ready. They always play hard. He always has a game plan. Uh, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are overrated. I think um, Josh Allen is making strides this year. He is playing way better than anything I imagined. He's making plays on the run. He's making plays with his arm. He's running less, but he's running more effective. I think they've got some playmakers now in Buffalo. Uh, John Smokey Brown's been coming up huge. Uh, Cole Beasley's been coming up huge. I like the Buffalo Bills home opener. They're 2-0. and That place is going to be electric. Bills Mafia. Bill Mafia in full effect going through tables. I think this Bengal team is overrated. 
Uh, I look for Dalton to fold as usual. <laughs> and I, I think their defense is beatable. So I like the Buffalo Bills at home to cover. Wow. Buffalo Bills in a blowout. All right. You know, they almost lost to the Jets in that opening week. They probably should have. <laughs> that is true. Just saying. That is true. Next game on the docket. The, oh my gosh, the Miami Dolphins. I got to see how many points it's up to now. It was 21. I think it's gone up. It is now 22 points. The Miami Dolphins are getting 22 points in Dallas. Where, where are you going on this one, Guns? This one, I mean, I've loved this Cowboy team from week one. I loved them in the preseason. I predicted them to be in the Super Bowl. I don't think anything changes here. Uh, this is strictly a play on the number. Uh, Miami has absolutely packed it in for the season. <laughs> it's game three. Game three. They've packed it in. They're uh, trouncing for Tua or tanking for Tua. Tanking for Tua. There's no doubt uh, that every week a different player, their best player left on the team gets traded, uh, getting rid of Mika Fitzpatrick this week to the Steelers. I'm just going to play the number here. I'm going to take Miami, getting the 22. Cowboys up 30, 40 early in the game. You know, take off the gas, off the pedal in the fourth quarter. Miami on the backdoor cover. I, I just got to take the number. History says no team cover spreads like this. So I'm, I'm just going to go with history here and take the Dolphins. Ugh. The spread is 22. It could be climbing even higher. The Cowboys get the gift of the New England Patriots schedule to start the season. It's very nice for the uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dolphins tanking for two. That's the one thing I wrote down. I had the misfortune of watching the Dolphins-Patriots game because they wouldn't switch to the Giants-Bills game, which was a touchdown game, and they showed that awful Dolphins-Patriots game. And I watched Fitzpatrick. I watched Josh Rosen throw the ball pretty well, hit receiver, running back, right in the hands, drop, drop. They could have put freaking flipper out there. He could have caught the ball with his snout for crying out loud. Uh, yeah, man, I... I I'm going to take the Cowboys. I, I you know, it, it's really frustrating to watch the Dolphins when you, you took them in all those points against New England and they couldn't freaking do anything. I, I'm going to take the Cowboys. I, I'll lay the 22 points. It's it's freaking four scores. Holy cow. It's a it's an Abraham Lincoln. It's, it's a, four scores. It's a college football line. Oh, it's my God. It's unbelievable. By the way, thank you, CBS, because I would have been really frustrated if I got to watch the end of that Giants-Bills game. My buddy Paul was at the game, and he left with about five minutes left. He got in the parking lot, and he goes, the parking lot was half empty already. So that's the state of the Giants right now. Next one up, we got the Broncos at the Packers. Last I looked, the spread was eight. I want to I want to double check it, make sure I have it correctly. I can't find the darn spread. First game, first uh... the first. Okay, yep, Broncos Packers seven and a half now. Seven and a half. Uh, I've been on the Broncos. I caught them early at two and a half points last week. Luckily, so they covered for me. I know a lot of people pushed or worse lost by half a point. Uh, tough, tough. Tough break for Vic Fangio. He he's with the Bears last year. They can't kick a damn field goal to, to save their lives. And now they make a 50-something yarder, and he loses to them because of it. Uh, the Broncos' offenses look bad. Um, the, the Packers' offense has been worse. I know the Packers faced two pretty good defenses in, in the Bears and, and the Vikings. Packers are just getting 4.3 yards per play. Um, it, it doesn't get any easier against that Broncos' defense. That Broncos' defense is pretty good. Uh, the Broncos defense has, has really had trouble getting off the field on third down, yet their defense is still pretty good. The other teams are converting 50% of the time. Uh, but I think this is just way too many points uh, to give an offense like the Packers. It hasn't done anything good all year. And, and they're going against a good Denver defense. Uh, too many points. It's more than a touchdown uh, to an offense that hasn't really clicked yet. I'm going to take the Broncos and the points. I'm with you there. Um, again, playing the number here, uh, seven and a half. The Broncos have uh, been in every game they've played. Uh, rough one week one, but we're right in that game. Should have won it against the Bears. Flacco seemed to have found his groove about third quarter uh, last week in that game where he started connecting. 
drove him down against a really good defense for the winning drive. I think he's starting to, uh, the game plan and the and the play calling is starting to click with him, and he's starting to figure things out. I think their defense um, will keep them in this game. Green Bay's defense has also been really outstanding. Um, again, here I'm playing the number. Green Bay's Green Bay's defense has gone against the Bears, who yep. have looked not, not so, so good. good. And Minnesota, who's just freaking running the ball into into a wall yep. every time. So I th- I think they're good, but not great. Right. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you here. I like Denver to come in on the road. Uh, they're a desperate team, zero and two. You go zero and three in this league, and you can oh, kiss yeah. your playoff chances goodbye. And that division, uh, besides you know Kansas City, the rest of the AFC is pretty wide open right now. Oh, so yeah. they're not out of it yet. I think uh, Broncos play hard. I don't think they win the game, but I think it's close. Next one up, the Falcons. Double check the line. It was two and a half. I think it dropped to one and a half. So this line has dropped. The Falcons were getting two and a half. People must be back back in the Falcons after that big win against the Eagles. It's now one and a half. What do you got in this one, Nick? So this game, I like the Colts at home. Um, they have proven they are going to be a tough out this year. Uh What's his name? The quarterback there, Br- uh, Brissett. Brissett is playing playing really good football. Um, I heard Marlon Mack didn't practice today. Uh, either way, I think they'll be able to run the ball and run the ball effectively. Their line is the difference in that. Their Absolutely, line. their line should dominate uh, the Falcons up front. Control the ball. Atlanta, even with the win versus Philly, did not look very impressive on that Sunday night game. Uh, probably should have lost. Maybe could have lost. Um, their other part there is their offensive line against uh, an underrated Colts defense. I think Atlanta's going to be in trouble there. There's going to be pressure on um, Matt Ryan. I mean, that that throw, that 54-yard catch and run by Julio really swung that game. If not for that, Philly walks out of there with a win. So I like the Colts at home, only a point and a half. So basically just to win the game, I will take the Colts. I'm also taking the Colts. I'm locking it up. Uh, Atlanta with a great home win. But keep in mind, Philadelphia – Looked like the MASH 4077 unit. Going back to the 70s and 80s there for our listeners. Uh, wide receivers going down. Uh, Wentz went in the tent for a little while. They, they were banged up. Both offense and defensive line were are banged up. They lost another defensive lineman. Uh, so they're really facing a bunch of backups at the end of that game. And the Falcons, good for them. They took advantage of it. I'm not sure they can do this on the road, however. They, they, they do not do well on the road. I don't care that it's a, a dome game. It doesn't matter with the Falcons. Uh, the Colts defense is allowing six yards per play. The Falcons are average. The Falcons defense is pretty decent this year, averaging uh, only allowing 4.6 yards per play. Uh, the Colts should take care of business here. I'm a little scared about that kicking situation with Vinatieri. He's not getting the job done. I know he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he almost cost them the game at Tennessee. He already blew the game with the Chargers. The Colts could be t- 2-0 and right now, but they're sitting 1-1. and I really like how physical that Falcons defense is. Uh, I think this is going to be a close game, but I think the Falcons need 3.5 points, not 1.5. Uh, so I'm not taking the Dirty Birds. I'm taking the Golds. Uh, keep an eye, Darius Leonard for the Colts on concussion protocol. Uh, he'll be missed on that Colts defense if he is out. So just keep that in mind when you're watching. Atlanta, since 2017, is 5-14 against the spread on the road. Wow. Yeah. So and, yeah, Col- Never Colts. mind uh, Philly lost, you know, three of their top playmakers last week against them too. And yeah. they still almost won the game. So I'm locking up the Colts in that one. Uh, Ravens, plus seven at the Chiefs. Really tough to get a gauge on the, on the Ravens. They're kind of like the Bills. Uh, they're better. They actually are better on yards per play on offense and defense compared to the Colts. Uh, compared to the Chiefs, they're better on third down uh, conversion rate on offense and defense than the Chiefs. The two opponents have been much much different. Uh, I. I did anyone notice that no points were scored in the second half of that Chiefs-Raiders game? Wasn't that odd? Very odd. All in that second quarter explosion by the Chiefs. Very odd. I, that that was a little red flag for me. Uh, uh, I think Chucky's a little bit underrated. I'm going to talk about the Raiders a little bit later. But uh, the Ravens had the ball for an average of 38 minutes in the first two games. They kind of have that AFC blueprint on how to – 
to combat the Chiefs and even how to combat the Patriots. You keep their offenses off the field. Last year, this is not a fluke either. Last year, they were t- they were the top team in uh, time of possession. In 2017, they were number eight. Keep that Kansas City offense off the field. Make it a game at the end. I think the Ravens have the blueprint to win this game. I'm taking the Ravens in the seven points. Uh, you have agreement here. I think uh, the Ravens, uh, despite my hatred toward them, uh, their their <laughs> team right now is I give them a lot of credit for rebuilding everything around Lamar Jackson. I still don't think Lamar Jackson uh, is a great thrower of the football. I think he's great at dropping those, you know, bucket shots in on those deep shots. He's had tons of time to throw the ball. Their run game has, you know, sets up when he runs that play action. He's sitting back there all day. So I think they will be able to run the ball in the Chiefs. I think they'll be able to control the clock, just like you said, keep the Chiefs at bay, keep their offense off the field. Um, I don't think their defense has been tested yet. Uh, the Chiefs will score and put points on the board. I just don't think they'll be able to touch the ball enough. I think the Chiefs win the game. I just don't think they, they get their hands on the ball enough unless they turn the Ravens over. And the Ravens haven't been turning the ball over either. So I like Baltimore to uh, hang around, pound the ball, play the keep-away game. Um, I still want to see Lamar Jackson on a big third down sit back in that pocket and Deliver a strike. You know, right. Make a laser throw on a seam route or a crossing route. Right now it's been just basically dropping the you know the ball into the bucket on these deep routes. So I'll take the Ravens in the seven. All right. Next game up, a one o'clock game. It's not a prime time game. That's good for Kirk Cousins. You have the Raiders getting nine at the Vikings. Where are you going on this one, Nick? Um, I like the Minnesota Vikings at home here on a bounce back. Uh, Raiders traveling, uh, you know, midway across the country, uh, coming off, a you know, a game where one bad quarter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they jump out at seven, nothing Raiders on the Chiefs. 10, nothing. 10, nothing. I'm up. And, uh, you know, I was, I heard, uh, Carr's brother on an interview. He went to the game to watch his brother and he was getting ready to tweet. Like, do we have to mention my brother as an MVP candidate before, uh, (laughs) Mahomes went banana in that second quarter. So I think, um, you know, that was a, a rough loss for Oakland. I think Minnesota, who hung around that game and had a chance to win against Green Bay, it was 21 nothing before they could, you know, even get their feet on the ground. I think they'll be ready this week at home. I know that's a lot of points. I think a lot of people are going to be taking the Oakland Raiders. I like Minnesota. Uh, I think they're going to be able to run the ball at will on Oakland, which is what they want to do. They're going to be able to set up that play action with Cousins to Thielen and Diggs. Uh, again, I'm going to just go against the grain here and play the number. I think Minnesota at home, I think they win this game by 10. I think their defense will shut down the Oakland Raiders. I'm in agreement. I'm locking up the Vikings. Wow. Uh, I I do like what John Gruden's doing. I think the national media really, really gives it to him. Maybe it's a little jealousy because he's a, a media star himself. Uh, but the coaching job he's doing, I mean, he came into a really, really bad situation. They have a lot of young guys. They won their home game. They had one bad quarter against the Chiefs, maybe the best team in the league. They're converting almost 60% of their third downs on offense. Wow. And that's a that's a pretty good sign of coaching. They're 57.14%. Uh, their defenses are bugaboo at the moment. It, it, it really hurts that Abrams got hurt. They probably made a mistake trading Mac, but they did get a lot of picks, and they were so – lacking in, in talent they they had to kind of trade him to to overall boost the talent overall on that team maybe abrams will be the anchor like palomalu was for the steelers defense but we're not going to know until next year uh the the vikings are really moving the ball on the ground uh cousins just doesn't come up big they had a chance to win that packers game they he throws an awful pick yep. uh the the raiders they play well on the road for three quarters I don't think they can put four together. The Vikings since two se- 2017-11-6 uh, against the spread at home. I'm taking the Vikings and lock it up, even though it's nine points. Oh, boy. Another big spread. Another big spread. I, I got to double-check it. It's, it was 20-and-a-half when I looked. The poor Jets. Is the line even out there? It's 23. 23. 23 points. Oh, my gosh. I I kind of feel bad for the Jets. Well, they were missing seven 
starters. Seven starters. On Monday Night Football. That ankle injury looked gruesome. I was dry heaving watching uh, uh, Trevor Simeon's ankle get twisted under. The uh, The Jets can't move the ball. Uh, Grant, with the Bills defense, we think is pretty good. The Browns defense, we know, is pretty good. But the pass might have the best damn defense in the league. Yep. Uh, Sam Darnold's out. It looks like uh, what's it, Falk. What's his first name? It's not David Falk. That's a that's an agent. Uh, as I have to play QB, I have a, I have a, I have a trade the Jets should make. Sam Darnold might not be back all year. They're saying now because of a risk of you don't know when that spleen is fully healthy. He could die. Wow. There's a quarterback in New York. That lives near New York. And they said he would waive his, for the right situation, he would waive his trade clause. He wouldn't have to leave his family. Everything would stay in place. You have to go to the same damn stadium. Yep. A different practice facility. But, you know, I'll take a fifth rounder for Eli. Give me something for him. You know what? My, my theory with the Giants, burn the bridges, burn the boats, man. There's no going back now. Is Daniel Jones or bust? Well, what I read now too is Eli. Uh, you know he's going to play the good soldier, but he has said, "I'm not retiring. I still want to play." And given the right situation, he would waive that no trade clause. He wants to play football, and there's some teams out there that would could go for Eli. Well, the Jets might be one. Of them. I don't know if the Giants ever make a deal with the Jets, so it doesn't seem like they're they're too fond of each other. I. The pass defense is allowing opponents to convert on 18% of the third downs. That's freaking phenomenal. It's ridiculous. The Pats are 14-6 and six against the spread at home. The under is hit in the last six games between these two teams, which kind of scares me when the spread is 23. And the, the over-under is 43. The over-under is 43.5. That kind of scares me. But the Jets are 4-9-1 and one as an away dog since 2017. Uh, I, I got to go with the Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots. I'm laying the freaking 23 points. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I am because I got burned by taking the, the big number the last couple weeks. I'm not I'm not doing it again. I'm taking the damn Patriots. I'm taking the better team. What do you got, Nick? Same thing I said about this, uh, the Cowboy-Miami game. It's just this is a game I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. Uh, but since we, we pick them all here, and I, I like that, and I you know everybody's in pick them pools, so everybody's picking. Close your eyes. <laughs> Take the 23 points and just hope for the best. Hope for a backdoor cover. Um, I don't know which of those Jets are coming back. I mean, um, Mosley, their middle linebacker, has been out. Um, you know, watching that game Monday night with Cleveland, you know, the Jets had chance. I mean, th- there was a chance for them to make the score. It was 16-3, and, and they, if they convert they the – right that fourth down, it could be 16-6 right there. Yeah. They're in that game. Or even better, 16-10. Right. I mean, I know the Pats are a different beast. Listen, Patriot fans, Aces, especially you, the Pats aren't this good, okay? They're good. They're not this good. They smoked the Steelers. They played a horrible Miami team last week. They're going nine and zero. Their their first seven eight game. This is, I mean, they're going to smoke the jet. Their defense is. This isn't the eighty five Bears. They're going to lose. Eli's going to play one more game for the Giants. Just he's one sixteen and one sixteen. He's going to come in, beat the Patriots, and re- and and leave as a Giant starter as one seventeen one sixteen record. So <laughs> they are good, but they're not that good, and they may cover this twenty three. But like I said, if Gun to, I can't even really talk Patri- you know, about the Patriots right now just because this game's not even a real game. This is a college football game. Oh, boy. Your Jet fans are not going to like you oh after this. Oh, my gosh. And the Natsu boys and LeMay are headed to the dog pound this weekend. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Anyway, so close your eyes. Take the 23. Maybe the scores, I don't know. Jets, uh, maybe the Patriots just decide to run the ball the whole second half. 30 to 10. Yeah, they don't throw a single It's 30 pass. to 10, Patriots win. Uh, who knows? So uh, just I'm taking the Jets in the points. 30 to 10 would be the under hit too. Yep. <laughs> All right, the last 1 o'clock game, Nick. I'm going to let you lead off with this one. The spread was 7. The Lions and the Eagles, it is now 6.5. Oh, they're they're asking you to take the Eagles in this one. I wonder why. What do you got in this one, Nick? So I know the Lions are one of your your dark horse teams, and uh, Philly's one of my my teams. I've had Philly uh, both weeks in a super contest. Hey, Lions are undefeated. That's that's true. 
True. Uh, I had I had the Eagles both weeks in my super contest. I've been burned twice. Um, I'm going back to the well here. I know a lot of guys are hurt on the Eagles. Uh, I know their receiving core is banged up. I just I don't believe in that Lions team. Uh, they've not been able to establish a running game for some reason. They don't want to feed on Johnson. I don't understand it. Me either. The guy can be a feature back. It, it appears, but maybe they talk about doing that too. But they just they, haven't done it. They just spread and they signed uh, Pierce from the ex Giant Paul Pierce or oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. so they and they jump C J Anderson so like now they got another back who can catch and run and they want this threat of a a passing back in there at all times and. I don't know. I just don't know if the Lions have a plan or Patricia's doing the running back by committee like the Patriots. Yeah, so. I know, but you're not it's, the Patriots, a... and you know I don't know. I just I'm not buying into the whole Lions thing. Um, I think Philly is a really good team. I think they're underrated. I think I don't know. It just seemed like they couldn't get things going last week uh, till the end, and then at the end, I think they should have won that game. But a play here or there. Uh, Eagles are a different beast at home. Defense plays a lot better at home. They feed off the emotions. I love Wentz. I like what the Eagles are going to do. You give Peterson a week now to know that who's in and who's not, and whether Jeffries is in playing or not. He has no D-jack. They'll figure stuff out here. Peterson will call some plays. He'll scheme some stuff up. I'm going to take the Eagles at home to cover against the Lions. Well, I'm taking my Lions, and it is my coach's clipboard lock of the week. Detroit is better in yards per play on offense and defense. I know Philly is Philly's really good at converting on third down, but they're going to be missing Ashlon Jeffrey. Deshaun Jackson probably is not playing. Their defensive line, Tim Jernigan just broke his foot. They're another defensive line. I said before the season, they have a very good defensive line, a very good offensive line, but they are old and they could get hurt. This is a bad sign for the Eagles. This is starting to it's start. It's contagious. Yep. It's continued. They couldn't. It's Wednesday. We're recording this. They canceled practice today because they didn't have enough healthy bodies after wow. that Atlanta game. A, a lot of times, going into Sunday, the team that's the healthiest, the team that's feeling the best, is the one that's going to win. And I, I, I like this Detroit team right from Jump Street. Anyway, they're fairly healthy. Definitely more healthy than the Eagles. This seems like way too many points to give a Detroit team with a good quarterback. You know, who's now healthy. Uh, you know, um, Stafford's back was hurting all last year. He's not having issues with it. I know the coaching staff might bungle this game down the stretch and the Lions might blow it, but I think they'll cover. Lock it up. I'm taking the healthy Lions against a team that on a short week, slightly shorter because it was Sunday night, but they couldn't even practice on Wednesday. Wow, I did not know that, but I'm, I'm sticking with the pick, but I didn't know that, yep. But, all right, before we get to the 4 o'clock, visit MyBookieAG. Use the promo code DARTH at checkout. You get a 50% sign-up bonus. Sign up. Use that promo code DARTH. Bet on the games we're talking about. You know, we get the locks a week. We have our super, we get the Nikki Gunn Stone Cold. What it? Lead pipe, Lead pipe silver, bullet. silver bullet lock of the week. On the website, we got the AK-47 trigger lock of the week. We got Darth Wager's choke cold lock of the week. And then, you know, the Joker comes in with his parlay parfait or something like that. Uh, use the promo code DARTH at checkout. Sign up. And uh, you play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. Four clockers. I'm saving the best for last. You know which one that is. Uh, we got, we're going to, I moved that game down too far. Darn it all. All right. We're going to go with Panthers at the Cardinals. There's no line. I, I I don't know what to tell you in this one, Nick. There's no line in this one. What what do we do about that? What you did lock it in in the super contest at what? I got uh, so the I always talk to I text with uh, the coach um, Tuesday morning as soon as the lines come out. From everything I've read and understand, all the sharks. That's when they make their biggest bets. Is they see those initial lines come out. On Tuesday morning in Vegas, or they see the look-ahead lines, and that's when they make their power plays. They look for the mistakes. They look for lines that they think Vegas got wrong. A little that, bit of an edge. Right. They, that's when they try to make their killing. So I – not that – listen, I'm not there. I want to be there, but 
<laughs> I look for the same thing on that. And when that Tuesday morning comes out, those lines come out. First thing I do, I lock in my five super picks because we can change them throughout the week if the odds get better. I got the Cardinals getting two and a half at home against Carolina. It might be minus two and a half. That might be a four-point swing. Might be. Could even be more depending on what happens with Cam. So the word on the street is Newton's not playing. Um, we could call it a pick em, whatever it may be. Either way, I've been on Kyler Murray this whole year, uh, drafted him in all my fantasy leagues. I think this is the first true. I mean, he's thrown for 300 yards both weeks. He moved the ball against the Ravens. He kept that game competitive. I don't ever think there was a chance they could win that game, but I think, you know, they, they were in the game. They weren't getting blown out by the Ravens. I think this is his first true breakout game. Uh, Panthers are banged up. I know they've had a lot of time to rest. I don't think Cam Newton's going to play. Um, their defense, Arizona's defense, has been playing better than advertised, uh, keeping them in games. David Johnson hurt his wrist last week. He's back. Fitzgerald's the guy's playing like he's 20 years old, like it's his third year in the league. It's a TB12 diet. Yep. Um, <laughs> Kingsbury, you know, it took him some adjusting. It took him some figuring out on how to call an NFL game and how to call plays and how to, you know, get Murray to get rid of the ball a little faster. I think Murray breaks loose this game. I'm going to lock it up. Give me the Cardinals to win the game on the field at home. Love the Cardinals this week. Locking it up, too. Well, I think I'm going to go with the Panthers in this one. I, I don't have a feel for it. It's not one I want to bet on. Uh, the Carolina defense was adequate against Tampa. I know Tampa's offense is not that great. Uh, but they were put in a lot of poor situations by that Carolina offense versus the Rams and against Tampa. The Cardinals have been pretty good since the second half of that Detroit game. But there's a little bit of tape now on Kingsbury's offense and on Kyler Murray. You have a good defensive coach and Ron Rivera. Uh, I, I think the Cardinals have hope now. This is a good thing. Uh, but I'm going to lean towards the Panthers in this one because they're an older team. A veteran team, I should have took this in effect last week when I picked them over Tampa. Short week is tough for those older guys to turn around and play again. Now it's like they had a bye week. They're getting 10 days off before they play the Cardinals. They get the pleasure of playing in the West Coast. It's a little bit extra, more time for them to get rested. I think that helps Keekly. I think that helps Greg Olson. Heck, they is Cam officially out? We're not sure. He's not officially out. Not official. Not, it's not looking good. Uh, so I think this is also a super desperate situation for the Panthers team. They can't go 0-2. And that south is kind of wide open. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, you win a game here, you're not out of it. The Falcons are inconsistent. The Saints, I wasn't. I picked the Saints not to even make the playoffs this year, and now you lose Breeze. Huge. That, that's a, a big situation there in Tampa. It's just Tampa. So I think this is a possible bounce-back game for the Panthers. I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. Super desperate team. The Cardinals are playing house money. Sometimes they play free and easy like that too. So not a game I'm going to touch. Texans at the Chargers. I'll lead off in this one. What's the spread in this one, Nick? What we got? Uh, we got Texans getting three on the road. Texans getting three on the road. Ugh, this might shock you. I, I, I think I'm going with – with the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how the Chargers lost the Lions last week. They pretty much dominated the game from the most part. The, the turnover battle was even. Uh, the, I, I guess the clock struck 12 for the Chargers kicking game, and the, and, uh, the punter slash field goal kicker turned into a pumpkin because he missed a couple field goals. I, I, the Chargers, they have no home field advantage. They're 5-8-1 as a home favorite since 2017. But Houston just doesn't move the ball well on offense. Their, their defense has not held up their part of the deal early either. I think the Chargers will play a little bit desperate in this one. They're coming off a loss that they should have won. Uh, this is, a, a, again, another reason why I didn't pick the Chargers this year to make the playoffs. Last week's Lions game was a game the Chargers would have won last year. Everything regresses to the mean. Everything evens out in the end, and, and it's time for the Chargers to lose games like that. But I think they bounce back a little bit this week. It, it, they're not going to cover by much. Four-point win. I got the Chargers in this one. What do you got, Nick? 
Uh, I'm in agreement. Uh, this is a stay away game for me. Basically, it's a pick 'em. You know, Chargers getting their three at home, even though it's you know not a home field. Uh, Houston, tough team to figure out. Anytime, I mean, it just even when they score and move the ball, it's awkward looking. It's it's Deshaun making a play. I mean, the guy he's taken way too many hits. I cannot figure out this Texans team. The defense is not living up to par. Chargers, same same sort of deal. Uh, should have beat the Lions last week. I don't know how they didn't. <laughs> I know. I just it's both these teams are uh, confusing to me. So they're what we call an enigma. <laughs> I'll take the Chargers at home. I like their defense, better defense uh, than the Texans. Offense, they'll find a way to get it done. Mike Williams, I think, is going to miss another week. Um, they were one, two, th- you know, plays away from from beating the Lions last week. Tough to figure. Uh, Ek- uh, uh, Eckler, Eckler's been been going bananas. He's he's been huge. Uh, Rivers is doing his thing, but Deshaun's always dangerous too. Uh, I would like I said, I'm staying away from this game, but I will just take the Chargers being the home team to cover the three. Next one up is your Steelers getting seven points at the Niners. Where are you going in this one, Guns? No Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, who got snatched from my fantasy team. Uh, I had to fab bid for it, and Darth Wager stole him from me. Now I'm down to one QB. Uh, Who you got in this one? So as far as the Steelers go, huge week uh, losing Roethlisberger. Who's your buddy that calls him the Steelers on Twitter? I've laughed. That's LeMay. That's so that's, funny. That, that's the Browns. That's the, the Browns fan. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. Uh, so huge uh, week for the Steelers as far as Roethlisberger goes down. Uh, Pouncey talking today saying that elbow's been bothering him for years. Um, you know, you got to Roethlisberger the last three years. I think he's thrown the most passes in the NFL. And that's, you know, we're taking not practice, you know, Wednesdays off and stuff. Um Listen, he's going that TB12 diet. Big Ben, you could say what you want about Big Ben, dude. The guy's a warrior, and for him to be hurt and to to bail out like that, I mean, it's a serious injury. So listen, they really like um, Mason Rudolph. They picked him third round, Oklahoma State. He had a good college career. They believe in this guy, and the fact that they gave up their first round pick. The last time they didn't have a first-round pick, I believe, it was 1967. Oh, my goodness. Could be maybe 76 or something, but it's six and seven are in it. It's It's been – they don't trade first-round picks. They just pushed all their chips in the middle Absolute, of the table. Absolutely, and Colbert is a very conservative GM. I think he's one of the best GMs in football. I love Minka Fitzpatrick. I know you didn't like that trade. No, not, not when you lose your quarterback to an elbow injury. And this is a big quarterback draft coming up. I, I agree. am shocked. So, so here's the deal. This is this is why I thought the trade was brilliant. Number one, they believe in Mason Rudolph. There's no way they're going to draft a quarterback. Even if they were in the top five, they're not taking a quarterback. They, they believe in Rudolph, kind of like Daniel Jones. He lit it up in the preseason. I think he's better than they thought he was. Minka Fitzpatrick, the number 11 all pick uh, by Miami out of Alabama. If he were to come out this year as a DB, and he's one year in on his deal, he's better than any DB or safety coming out in the draft. You're not paying a signing bonus. You got him for four more years. You have a stud difference maker. They're going to play him strictly at safety. He can drop down, cover the slot. He can tackle. This guy might be the new Palomalo on the Steelers. Well, and if you think about the AFC, if you want to win in the playoffs, you got to be able to cover people, and you got to go through Kansas City, New England, with all their wide receivers. Yep. And where in game one versus Steelers, where they get smoked in the slot, this guy is one of the best slot safety slash slot corners in the NFL. I love the trade, and normally, I am not into trading picks, especially first rounders. I'm in head over heels. I'm I'm all in on Minka, so we'll see what happens. He's starting this week. Uh, the other thing that drove him to this trade was their current uh, safety, Sean Davis, who they drafted in the second or third round out of Maryland, tore his labrum. Uh, He's been placed on IR. 
So good. Colbert said that forced a trade. Uh, never mind, Miami said they took – a lot of people offered first-rounders for him. Uh, they, Miami went with the Steelers because they think they think the Steelers are going to have the worst record uh-huh. because teams like Kansas City offered first-rounders. Yeah. And So anyway, long, all right, let's get on to the game. Enough Steelers talk. I could talk Steelers all night. So with that said, sense of desperation for the Steelers. Tomlin has a horrible record traveling out west. Niners 3-0, and uh, excuse me, 2-0, and uh, looking like world beaters. Uh, coaching advantage, no doubt, San Francisco. Shanahan will out-scheme the hell out of defensive coordinator for the Steelers, who <laughs> I think it's time to go. With that said, I believe in this Steeler team. I don't think this – initially, thoughts were season's over. I think Rudolph leads the Steelers. They come to play out on the West Coast, go back to basics, run the football, defense steps up, team of desperation. They will take the run game away from the 49ers. Minka Fitzpatrick will be able to contain Kittles, the tight end. Kittles and bits. <laughs> Give me the Steelers upset of the week. Lock it up. Plus seven. They win the game on the field. Locking it up. Is that is that the five-star? That's not the five-star. That's not the five-star. Lock it up. Steelers cover that seven. I think they win the game on the field. I'm also locking up the Steelers. Uh, off to a rough start, but they played good. two good teams, for they crying did. out loud. Two of the best probably in the league. And who did the 49ers play? They played Tampa and the Bengals. I know it's two road games. It's Tampa and the Bengals. And the thing is, one one last time, I know I'm going crazy on the Steelers here. The strength of the Steelers is the offensive line, and the strength of the Niners is their defensive line. I think the nine, uh, Steelers' offensive line will be able to negate that defensive line of San Fran. I I, I still think I'm a little leery about that trade uh, and a QB-heavy draft coming up. I, th- I know it helps their defense. I know that's a big – it looks like a, a bigger-picture deal. For the Steelers, and you can all always get a, a third round QB if you need to. That like a like a Dak Prescott somewhere. They they come out of the woodwork. It seems like I'm making that trade. Who's the backup to Mason Rudolph? We're in trouble if if he goes down. We have Devin Hodges. I would have traded for both Fitzpatrick's. Oh, and just so you'd have a capable backup in case Mason goes down. Yep. I, that that that's the only thing maybe I would have done differently now looking especially you, you talked me out of it wasn't a bad deal I think the Steelers are too proud too desperate just like you said they're getting seven they're not going to need it they're winning this game outright I'm taking the Steelers Saints getting five at the Seahawks this feels like a repeat of last week and the week before it's Seattle offense doesn't do enough to put a team away I think they got lucky against the Steelers that Big Bang got hurt. This is way too many points for them to be giving up to a good team, but not a great team. I don't think the Saints are a great team anymore. Uh, I, I don't think they're a team on the way down either. They're just, I think they're kind of a tweener team. Uh, they, face a, they face the Texans on a Monday night, the, the Saints. They face the Rams on the road. Those, those are pretty two tough teams. Uh, so they're a little battle-tested right now. I think you're going to get a better game out of uh, Bridgewater. Seattle uh, does get their uh, defensive line guy, Ezekiel Ansah, back for this one. That's going to help their defensive front. That O-line for Seattle is hurt, hurting. Uh, DJ Fluker is uh, probably going to be out with an injury. That Saints defensive front is pretty good. Sean Payton's a great coach. He's on mold to the strengths of Bridgewater. He's going to do this all week. He's gonna have he's gonna play the strengths of Bridgewater. They weren't able to do that with the game plan last week against the Rams, against a good Rams defense too. I think the Saints cover. I think this is a possible upset. I I I know there's a myth that Seattle's a great home team and a great home field advantage. They're four seven and one as a home favorite against the spread, and seven nine and one against the spread overall at home since 2017. So it, it, that home field advantage. That is the patented uh, 12th man in Seattle. Not so much anymore. I'm taking the Saints. I think uh, a key to this game could be the play of uh, Hill, the backup 
Oh, right. by the way, somebody picked him up in my fantasy league. I I couldn't even get him. Wow. I am I am I could pick up the basically the guy from Panthers. That's it. I I would play him. He, he put up a lot of yards last time yeah. he, he was started. So Taysom Hill could be a difference maker in this game, but I also agree the Saints aren't great like I thought they were, and without Breeze, I think they become average. Uh, Bridgewater is not Drew Breeze. He looked okay last week. Another week of practice under his belt. Seattle going back home, two and zero. Chance to. Lay the hammer down here. Um, First time they've been two and zero since they won the Super Bowl. Okay, and you know they're chasing the Rams. Rams two and zero. Yeah. So there, there's a battle going on in that division. Niners two and zero. So that division's fierce right now. Um, who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? You know. So Pittsburgh last week did to Seattle what teams want to do. They took away the run game. Uh, besides a few busted plays where Seattle ran, Penny had a you know a. Chicolo missed a tackle and Penny went thirty something yards for a touchdown. But otherwise, Russell Wilson scrambling and getting a big first down on there. third down by Wilson Wright. But they took away the run game for Seattle and they dared Seattle to throw and beat them. And you know what Seattle did? They threw and beat them. Yeah. If they let Wilson throw more often, they would be so much more dangerous. I think last week might have opened some eyes for Pete Carroll. You've got a guy in Russell Wilson who is the ultimate gamer, the ultimate winner. I Pete, mean, I, Pete is more of the defensive guy. He is. The problem is Brian Schottenheimer is the offensive coordinator. I know, I, but I think, <laughs> it, I think it goes hand in hand. They want to yeah. run and slow the game down. Man, you let Wilson throw. He is electric. He's money. I like the S- Seattle Seahawks at home. I think they cover the spread. I think they pound the Saints. Give me the, give me the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. Next game up, Nick. I'm going to let you lead off. The Giants, it was seven. It's now down to six and a half. With Daniel Jones starting at QB at Tampa, what you got in this one? So listen, I said it when we did our preseason podcast. By week four, Daniel Jones would be the starting quarterback for the New York Giants. I bet my entry fee against Brian Field uh, at the draft in one of my fantasy leagues. He gave, He said... Eli will be there till week 10, which was their buy. I took him up on the bet, cash it in. I think you're going to see renewed energy. I think you're going to see renewed life out of the New York football giants. They go on the road against a Tampa Bay defense that I believe is solid with uh, their coach there. Todd uh, Bowles. Todd Bowles. I'm going to talk about that. The defense is underrated. It is underrated. He's run some good schemes, but I actually – I won't say they're underrated. I think they're a little overrated as far as him scheming it up talent-wise. Scheming-wise, I think they're there. But talent-wise, I don't think they're that good. I look for renewed life out of the New York football giants. Their defense has been reeling, but now you get Jameis Winston. (laughs) He's going to give you a few chances to create some turnovers and create some big plays. And I think the Giants defense will take advantage of that. Giants getting six and a half. I think they come out on fire. I think there's electricity back in this offense. I think Daniel Jones will make some plays with his feet. Bucks will not be able to run the ball on the Giants, forcing Winston to throw. Give me the New York football Giants. Lock it up. Oh. Plus six and a half with Daniel Jones under the helm. Wow. We haven't gotten your five-star lock either. Wow. I'm going the Giants as well. I, again, burn the ships, man. No turning back now. Uh, trade Eli to the Jets. Doesn't disrupt his life in New York with the family and all that stuff. Helps the Jets until Donald recovers. I'll take a fifth rounder. I, we're going to find out about Shermer now. So now the supposedly Eli couldn't make all the throws and everything he wanted to do. We're going to find out a lot about Shermer in the next 14 games and what he can do with an offense. Sterling Shepard, Cody Latimer, both out with concussions. Hopefully Sterling Shepard's back. They might have another game with limited wide receiver talent. The bigger issue for the Giants is not the offense. It's not the quarterback. It's the defense. Uh, it, it, it generates zero pass rush. The secondary can't cover a corpse. You know th- This this could be a t- the tease game for those Jameis Winston fans. This is the type of game against the secondary of the Giants where he throws for five touchdowns, unfortunately. Uh <laughs> Uh, even the crappy defense of the Giants is going to get three turnovers against this guy, though. I mean, come on. Uh, 
the sneaky part of this Bruce Arians team is that defense with Todd Bowles is pretty good. They're at, their opponents are averaging just 4.6 yards per play and only converting 29% on third down. If Daniel Jones is a real deal, this is a test. This is going to be a test in this game. I'm taking the Giants. There's no way in hell I'm locking it up. I I had my kid, you know, those suicide uh, pools. I had the Giants last week. Dead. My own team killed me. Fucking Giants. All right. Before we get to the primetime games, don't forget to visit gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. Go to the menu, the free picks page. There's baseball picks, there's college football picks, there's NFL picks. They're absolutely free. Kick on the Amazon, ba- click on the Amazon banner. It looks like my book, Squeeze Play. Buy yourself something nice with all the winnings, and a little bit comes ba- back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. And uh, you know, it, uh, the picks are free. We're not charging you for them. Uh, you know, I think most people are. AK forty seven is doing pretty well. We're all doing okay right now. It's early. Uh, things start heating up around he- uh, the fourth week. I think I had a streak about nine straight of my uh, locks of the week hitting last year. See if I can match that. Uh, so let's go to Sunday night, Nick. The Rams, I believe it's three points now. The Rams are favored by three points in Cleveland. Well, my man LeMay, the Cleveland Brown diehard who calls the Steelers the Stoolers, <laughs> and the Natsu boys, the, the New York football jet fans. We saw Le'Veon Bell crying last night, uh, uh, Sunday night on, or Sunday on football uh, on television when I when I told them this guy is not going to be able to move the ball, not going to be the same player. You know, he's crying on TV. They're going to be in the dog pound, and they are going to witness a massacre. They're good. They're actually at the game. They're going to the game. Oh my gosh! They're going to the dog pound. Oh, they're going to oh. be live and in the house. Oh. We get some live tweets. And they are going to witness McVay and the Los Angeles Rams, who are playing on all cylinders right now, dismantle the Cleveland Browns at home. Uh, I watched Cleveland in that Monday night game. I was not impressed. I'm telling you, I've been watching this Cleveland team closely. It seems to me the game plan now is take away Mayfield's first read. Every time I see him drop back, he drops back in a norm, you know, he drops back, looks for that first spot. They're covering it. He pats the ball. He starts backing up, backing up. Pass rush comes in because their offensive line is weak. Yes. He's been under a lot of pressure. It's like my offensive line fourth period today in phys ed. It, it <laughs> gave me no time to I, – I threw three picks. All right. So I'm disappointed he, uh, with my QB rating. He – he just does not – this is not the guy Cleveland thought they were – right now, I'm not saying that, you know it's a final deal, but right now Mayfield is not playing at the level that Cleveland expected. Their offensive line is weak. He hit a you know, few big plays to OBJ, but, I mean, OBJ makes that one-handed catch on the sideline. He catches that 12-yard slant, which is an easy throw and goes a distance. That's OBJ. That's not Mayfield. It seems to me teams are focusing on taking away that first read from Mayfield, make him scan the field, make him make a throw. Um, Cleveland's defense has been playing pretty good football. They played good against the Jets. Uh, my man, uh, Miles Garrett, I mean, you're a stud. You don't need to be offsides every other play. Yeah. Four or five penalties a game. Yeah. I know he's getting his sacks. The guy's a stud. Listen. McVeigh against Kitchens is a coaching mismatch. Huge. I told you beginning of the year I thought this this situation was too big for Kitchens. I think if the Jets would have had their starters in that game, it would have been a completely different game on Monday night. The Los Angeles Rams on the road are my five star Ooh. Stone Cold, <laughs> Lead Pipe, oh, that's lock get some of the week. Oh. They win this game going away. LeMay will be in the parking lot. Natsu boys carrying him out, you know, arms over the shoulders like Winslow leaving the field that game. <laughs> he was dehydrated. They'll be dragging LeMay out of the dog pound. At the Splash Lake area in the States. Yeah, just, I mean, it's going to be devastating. He's going to the armpit of America. To watch the Browns and the mistake on the lake. Give me the Rams in a route as my stone cold five star 
lead pipe, silver bullet, lock of the week. Uh, Give me the Rams, baby. The Browns are awful on third down, converting 21% of the time. They trade their best offensive lineman to the Giants. The Giants' line is better. And, uh, they, they do a, a decent job of stopping teams on third down, but that was Marcus Mariota and two Jet backups. And they just have they're, they're, they have no identity on offense. No. What is that? What are they doing on offense? There's too many mouths to feed, and that's a problem. And and it's going to be a big problem because Jarvis Landry's not getting the ball. He did nothing last and game, and he's going to be mad about it. Odell, if he doesn't get the ball, he's going to be squawking that huddle. And guess what? End of the game against the Jets, they're still passing the ball, even though they don't have a line. You know why? Because they're trying to keep all the mouths fed, and Nick Chubb's not getting the ball when you should be. Grinding out pound, that game. Pound Chubb. I, and, and that's how they won last year with Chubb running the ball. Kitchens. There's a lot of lot of ego to manage in that locker room. I, I don't – you need a Bill Parcells. You need a Bill Belichick. You need a Jimmy Johnson. Tom Coughlin. You need, you need somebody that, that – I don't even think Coughlin can do it because Coughlin couldn't do it with OBJ either. You need some big ball dude in there that they can freaking shut those motherfuckers up and say, no, this is what the fuck do, we're doing. And, and it might be even beyond those guys' time to even do that now. It's too many miles to feed. It's on a breakdown quickly in Cleveland. Um, you got to watch Aaron Donald. He hurt his back last game. Make sure he's playing in this one. Uh, Baker's still a little bit too loose with the ball. He's closing in on Jameis Winston territory with his turnover uh, turnovers. Uh, that Wade Phillips defense could be very problematic for Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's not the Titans' defense, but it's pretty close. I'm taking the Rams. Since Mayfield has become a starter in the NFL, he leads the league in interceptions. Uh, you cannot turn the ball over at that rate in this league and expect to win. Nope. Nope. Definitely cannot. Our last game, Monday night. I just want to double-check the line. The, the Bears, it's minus four now. Minus four. The Bears on the road are favorites. At the Washington Deadskins. Oh, boy. I'll lead off with this one. Washington strength, you know, it's been their offense. They've been very bad on defense, just like the Giants. They're almost like they're, they're, they're NFC East brothers, that's for sure. Uh, teams are converting almost 65% on third down against the Redskins. Uh, as usual, the Redskins injury list is huge, longer than anyone else in the league. Uh they, I don't know if it's their training staff. I don't know if it's the, the way they coach, their conditioning, but they always have people hurt. The Bears' strength is on defense, and that's a better strength than that, that Redskins' offense. I think the Bears look much, much better on offense after working out some of the rough spots against the Packers. Again, the Bears don't play anybody in the preseason, so they're really working through the kinks here early in the year. Uh I mean, they had to play the Packers at home Monday night, tough game. Then they had to go to Denver, and they won. I, I think the Bears walk all over the skins in this one. I'm taking the Bears. I'll, I'll lay the four points. What you got in this one? Complete agreement. Uh, almost locked it up. Um, I think Keenum's playing way over his head right now. Uh, he's, you know, that, that game, that first game that happens that he regresses to the norm, and it could be this one because of the defense. You know what? I'm going to go back on that. I'm going to take the Bears, and I will lock up the Bears. You're going to lock the Bears. I will lock them. I think that defense creates havoc on the Redskins. I think the Bears will be able to run the ball on the Redskins. Um, just I think the Bears, like you said, they're starting to find their groove. Uh, I think Trubisky will bounce back. That Redskin team, they're close to Miami. They're close to a few, you know some of these teams that are in the cellar dwellers. Uh, Haskins will be in there in a few weeks. It's gonna they're just gonna have to turn it over and decide whether Rudin's the guy or not to develop Haskins. You know, everybody gives the Giants shit about taking Daniel Jones at six. They take Haskins early in the first round yep. and they might not have a quarterback and they might end up end up taking Tua or whoever. Yep. Uh back to back first round pick quarterbacks just like the uh, Cardinals. That's could, why, that could be the Redskins' fate. That's why at this I mean it's getting to the point they lose a few more games. You gotta put Askins in there and see what he's got. Yeah. If not, it's it's a waste of pick. So yeah, I just I think uh Gruden's a good coach. I just think he's been, you know, talent wise, it's it's not there. Uh, I'd like the Bears to uh bounce back big and win this game big on Monday night football. Well, there you have it. We've covered all the games. 
Guns, you got anything else to add to the good of the podcast? Uh, just one thing real quick. Johnny Aces tonight, uh, you know, we're headed out there in a few weeks to Vegas. And uh, it's closing in quick. He said he's not even going to make me wear a Patriot jersey because he feels so uh, so much pity for me and being a Steeler <laughs> fan. So uh, <laughs> he will pay for that at some point on this trip. So uh, <laughs> there will be vengeance. There will be vengeance for Johnny Aces. <laughs> Uh, and if he would have bought me that Patriot uniform, it would have been a lot of fun that weekend. But anyway, I, I'm surprised he didn't buy you like a pink girls Brady jersey right, or something. Or, yeah, I, just uh, I, you know, I thought a he headband had, or something. I thought or, he had a little bit more balls than that. I'm just saying. Wow, Johnny, <laughs> you heard it, brother. So uh, yeah, when we uh, when we hit the Vegas Strip, I guess I won't be wearing a Patriot jersey, which I a for pa- me for me makes me happy. So. Patriot pink jersey, but don't feel pity for me. Steelers are not done. <laughs> All right, folks. I hope everybody has a great end of the work week. Don't forget to visit MyBookieAG. Use the promo code DARTH at checkout. You get a 50% sign-up bonus. Go to GamblingChalkTalkPodcast.com. All the free picks are there. And don't forget I'm an author of the Ali Armini series, Cobra Red, Fourth and Dead Squeeze Play. You can read it on your flight to Vegas. It's a quick read. And I uh, hope everybody has a great finish of the work week. See ya.